It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to a Friday. Welcome in, Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. Don't tell me it's a bad time of the sports year. You're wrong. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball. The NFL draft is six days away. Kentucky Derby is 15 days away. Thunder over Jeffersonville is happening right now. Scooter, do you hear it? Yeah, sounds like we're in a war zone. Well, maybe, maybe maybe we are. You know, we are in a studio. We don't know what's going on in the outside world. Oh, I, TV, we don't have cable in here. No, I just walked outside. It was There's a big old jet flying oh, by. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's super loud. I usually, by the way, welcome to the show, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Scooter Dingus on the other side of the glass. Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 502-384-1450, to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, well, right now go to Thornton's. All 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only, are you ready for it? 89 cents, less than 3 cents an ounce. Usually when I say less than 3 cents an ounce, I'm selling weed. But in this case, not very good weed. No, not very well. It's less than three, dude. I'm on a fixed income. I'm getting whatever I can. Go to Thornton's, eighty-nine cents for the uh, thirty-two ounce fountain drinks or smaller. Come in today and grab one, and hit me up on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Normally on this weekend, Thunder weekend. I here's a full disclosure, Scooter. You may know this. You may not know this. I I hate people. Mm-hmm. My wife will tell you, people go to my wife all the time and say, oh, your husband is so funny. He's so personable. Wow, that jet was low. Studio's shaking. That's not good. Oh, your husband, he just cracks me up. He's just so, and my wife says, he hates everybody. <laughs> you, you have no idea what an introvert he is, which I am. I've got a, a set of friends, and that's it. I don't want any more. I've got. 50 or so, they're laminated. I got a sheet laminated. You can't get into the group. You're close, Scooter. Don't get me wrong. You're close. 50 seems like a lot. Uh, it's not. It's not. But these, these are people I've known for a long, long, long time. And I don't want any more friends. My wife loves everybody. She is, uh, you know, she's the person. She'll help a stranger. She'll, she'll read an obituary of somebody she doesn't know and cry. <laughs> That's, that's her. But I'm completely the opposite. So I've never been to Thunder Over Louisville. What? There's my full disclosure. Whatever? Never been to Thunder Over Louisville. You're never joking. been to a party at a hotel room. Never been to the waterfront park. Never been to the other side of the river. Oh, hold, Indiana on. Side. hold on. Hold never on. Hold on. Never been to Thunder Over Louisville. In your entire life. My entire life. And you've lived here your my entire, entire life. life. You never went as a kid or nothing? Never. Really? No desire. You are maybe one of five people that can say that. You know why? There are people there. And I hate people. I hate crowds. That is wild. Never been. Usually what I do is I'll go to the Bats game with my press credential, sit in the press box, during, and and I'll tell myself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm staying for Thunder. I tell myself that every time I go. 
I'll watch the air show from there. It's great. It's fantastic. The ball game's going on. The air show's going on at the same time. Fabulous. Seventh, eighth inning rolls around. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to beat the traffic head home. I just won't stay that extra, you know, five, six hours. Even by myself up in that press box, I won't stay to watch Thunder. Okay, here's the true test. Never have. Do you at least, or have you at least watched it on TV? Yes. Okay. Yes. With my kids, I would watch on TV. Hey, the music, you know, they got the in sync with the music. Yeah, you watch on TV. But Man, that's wild. No desire to go. That is crazy. Uh, All right, back to the program. Uh, UofL spring games tonight. Boy, they did not pick a good night weather-wise. It's going to rain. It's not raining right now. At least it wasn't when I came in the building. Uh, but there are dark clouds everywhere, supposed to rain all day, deep into the evening. L spring game, Jeff Brom's first spring game as the head man of the Louisville Cardinals tonight, 7 o'clock at, let me get this right, L&N Federal Credit Union Cardinal Stadium. Is that what we're going to call it? Something like that. Cardinal Stadium. Uh, rainy night. I wanted to go. I might go. We'll see. But... Um, you know, a Louisville fan looking for something to do tonight. There are plenty of seats available where you have an overhang. You're not going to get wet. 90% chance of rain at oh, yeah. 8, 100% yeah. at 9. Uh, and obviously, based on my past experience, I'm fragile. I am coming off of a COVID uh, bout. I'm coming off of bronchitis as well. So I'm probably, if it's raining, I'm not going to go. But I kind of wanted to go. Mark Sander has been hired, former Louisville, uh, leading Louisville tackler in school history, I believe. Uh, coached under Coach Schnellenberger. Coached uh, three local high schools as head coach in uh, Louisville, including DeSales. Uh, he is now on staff with uh, Jeff Brom. So I'm, exci- I was, I'm excited about the upcoming Louisville football season. Because I know Jeff, because I know Greg Brom, because I know Oscar Brom, um, you know, just exciting, and I wanted to get out there tonight, but if it rains, I'm not going. And I, I wonder how many people will be out there. Would you say 100% chance? Yeah. Yikes. So, anyway, that's what's going on. Also, this came out since Kentucky Roll Call ended this morning. Damian Collins and C.J. Frederick, both in the transfer portal. I'm sure the uh, – Boys, we'll talk about it Monday morning on the show. But uh, Damian Collins, look, he had a tough, tough year. Father passed away unexpectedly. His grandpa just recently passed away. Uh, I think he probably wants to get closer to his Texas roots, uh, and he will end up somewhere. I'm going to guess in the in the uh, Big Twelve somewhere, maybe Texas Tech, Texas Texas Longhorns, perhaps. But uh, talented young man. I don't know if with Oscar Shibway in that role, I'm not sure he ever got a a uh, legitimate try because every time he came in, uh, as soon as the other team scored, they put Oscar back in, right? Uh, so, well, I mean, it was uh, just good luck to Damian Collins. Uh, this is a kid I'm really pulling for because he's gone through a tough, tough year. I mean, after his dad passed, he just lost so much weight, and then the rest of the year he was just trying to play catch up to put all that back on, and I just don't think he ever did. And then you got C.J. Frederick. Remember when he came in? Oh my gosh, this guy from Iowa, former the shooter, Covington Catholic. He can fill it up. He's going to make such a difference. First year he doesn't play because of the injury bug, and this year. 
there were spots when he shot the ball well, but he's not nearly the shooter that he was at the University of Iowa. And I, I, I guess I'm not surprised with Dillingham and, and DJ Wagner and those guys coming in. You wonder how many minutes are going to be available. Antonio Reeves is probably going to hang around for another year. You just wonder how many minutes were going to be available to C.J. Frederick. I think he could see the writing on the wall there. He just wants to play. Uh, maybe he goes to a smaller school, maybe a Western Kentucky, maybe a Conference USA kind of thing, and uh, get some playing time, and hopefully he has a, a good uh, good uh, future in uh, whatever he does here in college basketball. And that, that this morning is a perfect example of why we call it the KRC curse, because both of those came out after we got <laughs> off air, like you mentioned. Well, when your show's 7 to 9, how, how Okay, yeah. you're there every day. I How am. much actually comes out between 7 and 9? Not very much. I mean, everybody's in bed. Not so very much. You're yeah. either going to work or you're in bed. We get very few breaking news opportunities. Yeah. So uh, thank you, KRC, for being early and allowing me to break this news uh, <laughs> on, in the noon hour. Uh, the other UK news, of course, Hunter Dickinson, Willie or Woney, supposed to be on campus um, yesterday or today. And uh, is Oscar Sheboy going to come back? I think we'll know something by the end of the weekend. Uh, I mean, it's it's it might not be official, but it's certainly going to be hard to keep all this under wraps. Somebody's going to know something, and because of social media, it's going to get out there. Um, I think Oscar wants to come back. Here's the question: If you're Cal, do you want him back for a third year? The numbers are incredible. All right, the numbers he puts up are incredible. That team is 1-2 and two in NCAA tournament play with Oscar Sheboy. That's not his fault. They had injuries with the St. Peter's game, but you should never lose to St. Peter's. I don't care how many guys are injured. I mean, there were other players on the team too, John. And Kansas State this year, all right, he ran into a guard who had a great game. All right, that happens. I get it. Oscar Sheboy can get 18 and 15 every time out. If you don't win games and you're a Kentucky fan, it doesn't matter. He, he's going to go down as a national player of the year while he was at Kentucky. He's going to go down as one of the best scorers and rebounders in the history of the school. It doesn't matter if you don't win in the postseason. SEC tournament, NCAA tournament, and they just didn't. And Hunter Dickinson, by the way, Michigan's supposed to be playing Kentucky next year. There is talk that that uh, two-game series is going to be canceled. Kentucky is now in the SEC-ACC challenge, which replaces the SEC Big Big 12 challenge. They'll be in the SEC-ACC challenge, which means Kentucky will be playing Duke or Carolina or maybe Virginia. Plus, they're already playing Louisville out of the ACC. you got a Gonzaga series now as well. Who, by the way, is cleaning up in the transfer portal. He always does. Cleaning up. He always does. Mark Few. I don't know why kids want to go to Spokane, Washington and play in the kennel, the little bitty kennel, but they do. And and you go and you're playing in the West Coast Conference. Now, November and December, if you're at Gonzaga, you're playing big games. You're playing Houston. You're playing Kentucky. You're playing, uh, you know, whoever they play. They'll play anybody. You want to play? We'll play. But then you got to play San Francisco and Santa Clara and uh, don't forget about Pepperdine. Pepperdine, the University of the Pacific. Yikes! 
But somehow, some way, Mark Pugh gets these guys to come to Spokane. So Kentucky, Michigan, if Hunter Dickinson comes to Kentucky, I expect that series to be canceled. I know that sounds silly, but I think both schools are don't want this to play. They played in London, so you're supposed to have a home and home. They were supposed to play the year before, of course, but COVID got knocked that out. I just don't don't think they're going to play. Wasn't it a rule back in the day? And I could be wrong on this. I know we had like interconference transfer rules. But wasn't there a rule back in the day where if a team was on your schedule, you couldn't transfer? I don't know about that. Okay. I haven't heard that. I made that up. Yeah, I think you made that up. Okay. Uh, it used to be if, if a Kentucky player wanted to transfer to, say, Arkansas, Kentucky had to give approval. Yeah. Or you couldn't do it. You yeah, I knew about the conference the one, yeah. yeah. But nowadays, it's the wild, wild west. You want to leave, leave. You want to go anywhere? You want to go down the street? Go down the street. You want to go from Duke to Carolina? Go ahead. If you want to go from Oklahoma to Oklahoma State, go ahead. Mm, Duke to Carolina is not kosher. No, it's not kosher. That, Marvin that Stone happen. transferred from Kentucky to Louisville. You're too young to remember. Whoa, that. yeah. See, that that's not kosher either. Yeah, it, it happens. You can't transfer to your rival. It's like if Zach Eady, for whatever reason, wanted to transfer go to from you. Purdue. He you can't, can't you come to You would love it. I would, but he that, that just can't happen. You can't do that. You'd lose in the first round next year, but you'd love it. <laughs> Is that, it's too soon? Is that too soon? I don't even know. All right, before I get to the NBA last night, we'll do that after the break. Uh, Max Scherzer, who swore on his children. All right? Scooter, you don't have any kids, so you don't understand this. He I mean, I, I understand the significance. He swore of on his children that he did not cheat. Dropped his appeal of the 10-game suspension. What? That's because the Mets told him what? to. The Mets asked him to. Now, if I'm Max Scherzer, and I'm not, now, his his argument is a good argument. I thought my appeal would be heard by an independent mediator. Instead, my appeal was going to be heard by a Major League Baseball executive. That's like the judge and the jury are the same person. That's like Andy Griffith. I watched Andy Griffith. He's the sheriff. He's also the justice of the peace. So if you want to fight with the, sh- the ticket that the sheriff gave you, you go up, and who do you argue it against? The justice of the peace, who happens to still be the sheriff. So Max Scherzer's point was, look, I was going to drag this out. I'm not going to win the appeal here. MLB is not going to send somebody up there that's going to overturn their, their suspension. I get that. But if you swear on your children, don't you go through with this? Don't you go to and say, this is wrong. I want to shine a light on the hypocrisy here. There's no way that this person should be deciding whether or not I, my appeal is overturned or not because it's an MLB executive, and that person has been told, do not overturn this suspension. Make a, make a fuss. If you didn't do anything wrong, if you swear on your children you didn't do anything wrong, then when you drop your appeal, it looks like you swore on your children was a lie. Like an admission of guilt. An admission of guilt. Absolutely. No matter what you say. In his press conference, he said, look, I'm not going to get a fair trial here. The Mets wanted me to get, get it over with. It's 10 games. It'll be over by the time Kentucky Derby rolls around. Let's just get it over with. By the way, have you seen this NFL news? Yes, and I'm going to get to that after the break. That's crazy. 
just now saw that. Yeah. Okay. In this era, in this era, how many professional athletes gamble on games? A lot more than we know. How many professional athletes gamble on games and other sports that they don't play? Probably a ton. Oh, yeah. You know, everybody's not Pete Rose, all right, betting on their own team. But if you're a NFL cornerback in, let's just throw a city out there, Detroit, no relevance there, and you want to bet a, a dollar on the Pistons game, okay, you have no effect on what happens in the Detroit Pistons game. I understand. Your league rule says you don't gamble. That's it. NFL says even though we're in bed with DraftKings and and uh, what's the other one? What's the FanDuel. One you, what's the one you use? FanDuel? I use DraftKings. Even though we're in bed with them, you are not allowed as an employee of the National Football League to gamble. Wait, so they can't bet on other sports? They cannot bet on anything. Seriously. I think they can go to the racetrack. So if Tom Brady can't break out his DraftKings app and like he throw a hundred on the Lakers, he can now. He's not an, under the NFL. Well, I mean, umbrella say anymore. he's still in the league, but no, he can't. That is it's wild. I, I thought it was only their own sport. No. League rule. Which, by the way, I think they should be able to bet on games they're not playing in or their teams aren't playing in. Like if all if Jamison Williams has a good friend playing for the Texans and he wants to bet on the Texans, I don't. Know he should Jameson be able to do Williams that. Is. One of the guys that yeah, got I suspended. Know. I know. I'm just <laughs> All right, we'll talk about that after the break. The Max Scherzer thing blew my mind. It just blew my mind that he dropped the appeal. To me, it says these – by the way, these umpires, they know what they're looking for. They've been trained. Well, at least the one. At least Phil Cuzzy's been (laughs) trained. If the glove is is discolored, if it's too sticky, they know what it's supposed to feel like. They know what the rosin slash sweat combination is supposed to feel like. And if there's alcohol added to it, it's stickier. It's tackier. The, the umpire said they couldn't pull their fingers apart. That's how sticky it was for two innings. Mike Scherzer got caught. The worst thing he did as a parent swore on his children. Don't do that. Don't do it if you're innocent. But he sure looks guilty now. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. Uh, NBA playoffs. Good stuff. We had some ejections last night. We had some groin issues. And I'm not talking about injuries. Uh, The Warriors won. The Suns won. Kawhi didn't play. A lot to talk about there. And NFL players doing some gambling. All that after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Ass. Welcome back. Welcome back again. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage, John Spears in the studio. I was wrong. Whoa. Yeah, I don't mind saying it. Whoa, we never hear this. I'll get to that in a second. Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 502-384-1450, 384-1450. To join in on the conversation, Thornton's text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text into the show at that number. Just to be clear, I was wrong. NFL players 
are allowed to place bets on non-NFL games, including NBA, UFC, college games, etc. But they are prohibited to do it while at an NFL facility, including locker room, team flight, team hotel, any, anywhere where you are in a team environment with your team, you are prohibited to get on your FanDuel app or your DraftKings app and make a bet. But if you're home, if you're driving down the road and you pull over into Thornton's to get a uh, 89 cent 32 ounce drink, yeah, 89 cents, you can make the bet. So they can bet on they other sports, yes. just not so on. So I was wrong. Okay. I said they couldn't. They can bet gotcha. on other leagues and other sports, but not their own league. They cannot bet on NFL games. Yeah, I still think that's dumb. But they can't bet on anything if they're in the locker room or at the team practice facility yeah. or at, at the team hotel, which surprises me. I mean, you're on the road, and it's Friday, it's Saturday evening before your Sunday game. You can't you can't bet because you're at the team hotel. See, I just think that's bogus. Maybe you on go their, to the Waffle House across the street. Maybe you can bet there on their like bye weeks. They should be able to bet on their bye week. What is what is that hurting? Um, who's the guy for the Falcons that's no longer with the Falcons? Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Now with the Jags. He's a Jaguar. He's reinstated. He will play next yeah. year. Uh, he was betting a very small amounts on NFL games while he was injured uh, at an absolute at a, at a sports book. I mean, I, he that wasn't betting on the Falcons. He wasn't betting against the Falcons. He was betting other games. But what what the NFL worries about is inside information. You know, what does Calvin Ridley know? Who has he talked to on another team that would make him say, oh, that guy, nobody knows that guy's hurt or that guy's not playing, so I'm going to make a bet here. That's what they're worried about. That makes sense. But he was betting such an insignificant amount of money, it seemed to me a full year suspension was just harsh. But they want to send a message. You can't do it. Period. So the guys that are suspended – um, and two have already been released. Four Detroit Lions, two of whom have already been released. Uh, safety uh, C.J. Moore and wide receiver Quintez Cephas were uh, suspended indefinitely. They have already been released by the Lions. Wide receiver Jamison Williams, six games. And uh, wide receiver Stanley Berryhill, six games. Both Lions. Why did they get six games? Because they bet in the facility on other sports. Mm -hmm. They weren't betting on the NFL. They weren't betting on the USFL, the XL. They were betting other sports, but they were were betting inside the confines of the team facility. So they're going to get six games each. And then Washington Commanders defensive end Shaka Tony, indefinite suspension. Indefinite kind of means... I think this means they were betting on NFL games. If it's the six-game suspensions, they were betting on other things, not at non-NFL games. Um, the NFL takes it very, very seriously, and they should. Every league should. But my question is, and I asked this before the break, how many of these guys are betting? And how do you how do you get caught? How do you get caught? I mean, you're on your phone. Is somebody looking over your shoulder? Because they're betting on their phone. Mm-hmm. It's their own personal phone, I'm assuming. It's not a phone that the team monitors. How do you get caught? Or does somebody on the other end turn you in? 
Does yep. does DraftKings say, hey, uh, three or four of your players are betting on NFL games? No way DraftKings turns them I on. don't know. They want that money. DraftKings is a partner with the NFL. I mean, your partner, I don't know if, if that you're would... taking bets and the NFL finds out and you didn't report it to them, that's not good. I don't know if you want to be put in like a tattletale situation, though. <laughs> tattle, you know? Is that what we're going to call it? The yeah, I mean, that makes, that makes DraftKings a tattletale. <clears throat> uh, is, by the way, is it safe to assume that all the other sports leagues are the exact same? Absolutely. Like NBA players can bet Absolutely. on other sports, just not in their own buildings? Oh, I'm, I'm guessing if the NFL's like this, I'm guessing they're all like this. Yeah. I'm guessing. Obviously, I guessed in the first segment, <laughs> and then I was wrong. Because I did. I then, see, here's what I do. I just say stuff. And then I investigate whether it's true or not. <laughs> it's a dangerous way to live. Eh, you know, who cares, right? <laughs> All right, uh, the Raptors have fired head coach Nick Nurse. I said right before Toronto was eliminated in the play-in game, I said, I said on the air here, that's a bad idea. This dude can coach. Um, he led the Raptors with Kawhi Leonard to an NBA title when they probably shouldn't have won it. They weren't good enough to win it. I think he's a really good coach. Apparently, he is going to end up the next head coach of the, wait for it, Houston Rockets. Yikes. Look, if you can win there with that roster, now I know you can coach. And who are the Raptors focusing their energy on to be the next head coach? You ready? Your boy. Ime Udoka. Former Celtics coach who was suspended originally for a conduct um, what's what's the, what's the verbiage here? Excuse Detrimental me. to the team. Yeah, but not really. It's 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 more than that. He had a um, inappropriate relationship with a member of the front office, a female member of the front office. Uh, so he was suspended for a year originally. It looked like the Nets were going to hire him. They backed out and decided to go with Jacques Vaughn. And now it looks like Toronto has said, we're next up in the pecking order. We like what Udoka did in Boston. Look, he was great. He took them to the finals. He took the Celtics to the NBA finals last year in his first season on the job. Um, so it's, it's one of those things I say all the time. It doesn't matter if you're Rick Pitino or Jerry Tarkanian, or whoever you are, no matter what you do, Chris Beard is a prime example. If they think you can coach, somebody will give you a job. And it looks like Ime Udoka is the first choice as the next head coach of the Toronto Raptors. All right, NBA last night, Philadelphia 102, Brooklyn 97. This game had everything. Everything. By the way, over-under scooter was 209.5. If it looks too low, you got to bet on it. Oh, that went way under. Way under. Yeah. Went under about 10 points. Uh, Philadelphia and Alley's a series 3-0. I don't know where to start here. Early in the game, Joel Embiid gets dunked on by Nick Claxton. Claxton, as Embiid hits the ground, does a step over, which I hate. I'm going to stand over you because I just owned you. Embiid takes offense, does a swift little upward kick into the back of the leg, rear end, but let's face it. He's trying to kick him in the uh, in the family jewels. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Claxton gets a technical for taunting. Embiid gets a flagrant one, not a flagrant two. Why? Because he missed. 
you have to think about intent here. Draymond Green stomped on Devontae Sabonis' chest. The intent, it was obvious. Sabonis sold it, by the way. He laid there like, he, like a sniper got him. Rolled around for a while. Draymond got kicked out, rightfully so, I think. Suspended for a game, rightfully so, I think. We'll see if Joel Embiid gets suspended because the intent was obvious. He was trying to kick Claxton in the gonad. Can you give him a suspension, though, if you didn't kick him out of the game? Absolutely. The NBA can review this and say, you know what? Should have been kicked out of the game. We're going to give him a suspension. Also, on the step-over thing by Claxton, I didn't think – it was intentional. Now, I went back and I watched oh, it five, six, seven him. times. Yeah. He did. He does look down at him, yeah. but I just think his natural, the way his momentum was taking him, that's how it went. Completely disagree. I don't know that. I just don't think he had another path where he could have walked. No. Okay, Draymond. <laughs> He's sending a message there. He's trying to send a message. That's a, that's a you can't stop me, I just posterized you step over, in my opinion. Later in the game, second half, First of all, Claxton, later in the fourth quarter, taunted again. Did you see that? He dunked, on, that. He dunked on Embiid again, got a technical for taunting, which he did. He, he, gave him the, he stuck out the lower lip and stared him down. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I They teed that. him up, which was his second tee, so he's gone. Mm-hmm. That's dumb. Hey, uh, you have a tee, so let's watch yourself, right? I'm sure the coach Jacques Vaughn said to him, hey, you got a T. You got to be careful now when you dunk on somebody. Don't don't taunt. He taught it. But the real story was James Harden. James Harden had 21 points last night. Which, by the way, if you're a, a gambler, that was over his over under point total. 21. Yeah, it was. Over, I think really? it was 20 and a half. That's low. So, congratulations, betters. He scored 21 before he got kicked out. Now, Royce O'Neal was guarding him tight. He was all over him. There was contact. And James Harden made a move, and as he did, his left arm went directly into the groin area of Royce O'Neal. And Royce O'Neal went down, like I've said this many times, like a sniper got him. Did he flop? I don't know, because, look, that's a delicate area. Scooter, you'll verify that. It doesn't take much to make you want to crumble. And I think James Harden, I've watched it 20 times. I think James Harden did it on purpose. I do. I've watched a lot of, I've heard a lot of stuff last night and this morning about, oh, he should have never been kicked out of the game. That should have been a flagrant one at worst. James Harden thought he got fouled. He was amazed, A, that he was called for a foul, and then that it was elevated to a flagrant two. And the referees have gotten a lot of grief. Look, you didn't kick and beat out. He tried to kick somebody in the groin. Just because he missed, you still got to kick him out of the game. Is that the only way it's different, though, is because he missed? If he kicks Claxton, if he makes contact in the groin with that kick, he's gone. See, I think they got the calls mixed up. I think Embiid should have been a two, and then Harden should have been a one. Because, I mean, Embiid, the intent was there. But I have no problem with Harden being a, getting a two there. Because I think the I think it was – if you watch it, and I watched it a number of times, he did it on purpose. It was on purpose. He did, but it's not like it, he it's it, not like he pulled his arm back to like make it more impactful, know, you know. I know. But he did it on purpose. It wasn't a basketball move. That's the first thing you gotta ask yourself. Yeah, no. It was not a basketball move. 
He was frustrated. The defense was all over him. How did I get out of this? I'm going to hit him in the nuts. And he did. And I have no problem with that being a flagrant two. I, I did hear Tim Legler this morning, who I, I like a lot, say, look, here's where you hurt the fans. Here's where you hurt the fans. These fans pay a lot of money to go to games. Regular season, you got guys sitting out for load management, not playing, and the fan is the one that's hurt here. So you get to the playoffs, Draymond Green suspended for a game. If you suspend Embiid for the game, you know, somebody bought, somebody's going to spend a lot of money to buy tickets to game four in Brooklyn, and they're not going to get to see Joel Embiid. Somebody bought tickets last night. James Harden back in Brooklyn. You know, he played there, didn't end well. But somebody bought tickets to come out maybe to see James Harden, and you kick him out of the game for a blow to the groin. Well, they got to see James Harden. They did get to see him. He did score 21 before he got kicked out. Philly has a 3-0 lead in the series. Now, Tyrese Maxey was unbelievable in the fourth quarter. He finished with 25, but he scored 10 straight points for the uh, Sixers when they needed it. Harden 21, and Beat had 14 and 10. Miles Bridges was great again. He just doesn't have enough help. He had 26 uh, for the Nets. Game four, Saturday, 1 o'clock, TNT. We will see, we shall see if Embiid and or Harden play. If I'm the Sixers, I don't care if they play. In fact, I would encourage the league to suspend them for a game. Give them a day off. You're up 3-0. You said it last week, Scoots. Nets have no chance. Mm -mm. You're up 3-0. Let them not play game four. If the Sixers win, great. If they don't, we're going back to Philadelphia and finish it off. By the way, I did say I liked the Nets last night plus four and a half. You did say that, and I did not. Once again, I did not take your advice. I gave the five. Every favorite covered last night. It was five when I bet it. I gave the five. Jeez. Yeah. (laughs) Now, the Phoenix game was different, and I'll talk about this after the break. It went to eight because Kawhi didn't play, and they didn't cover the eight. They did cover the three, which is what I got it at. Yeah, I got it at three and a half. Awesome. Uh, So game four, Saturday, 1 o'clock on TNT. Philadelphia is an early six-point favorite in that game. All right, we'll recap the other two games and look ahead to three games tonight. I am not excited at all about tonight's NBA slate. We'll talk about that more. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio, final segment of the week. Thornton's text line still open, 414-1450. Texter says, John, I thought I was wrong were words you only used for your wife. Kudos for the correction. Yeah, no, I have no problem with saying I'm wrong. Love to hear it. Say it all the time. No, it's rare. Same texture says, not a basketball move, but definitely a bash the balls move. <laughs> Where's the drum roll at, Scoot? Come on. That deserved a drum roll. Let's go to the Eminem Cartage hotline and bring in Buzz. How you doing today, Buzz? Yeah, I'm doing fine, John. I, I heard you talking about James Harden. We'll get away from the stuff you were talking about. I really like the way he's changed his game this season to get everybody else involved, and I think he's making Philadelphia tough for the playoffs for anybody who can beat him. Here's the problem I have with James Harden. When he didn't want to play in Houston, he got fat until they traded him. 
When he yep. when he didn't get along in Brooklyn, he just made it miserable till they got rid of him. James Harden. I mean, I guess you do what you have to do to be happy. But uh, and I got a problem with the beard. Shave that thing. What are you doing? That's oh yeah, that's I, 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 yeah. Um, I, I don't I don't like that. At he all, hit, but he, he does. He had seven threes in game one. Yep. Which, which, if he does that, they're going to be really hard to beat. He only hit two in game two, and then he—I thought he had a great game going last night when he got ejected. Um, you know, here's the problem: Philly's the third pick in the East behind Milwaukee and the Celtics. I don't know if mm-hmm. they can—they can win a seven-game series against either one of those teams. I think they can win yeah, games I, against those teams. I just don't. Tyrese Maxey's got to be great. He's got to be, and he has oh, been. Yeah. He has had some great games, including last night. But Harden and Bede, they got to have that third guy be really good, whether it's Maxie or Tobias Harris, and I just don't know if that's going to happen consistently. But I agree with you. James oh, Harden has, has yeah. acquiesced to Joel Embiid, and he's also made Maxie and the rest of those guys better. Yeah, I, I mean, he, his assists, uh, he was close to the lead uh, in the regular season in assists. Yes, for, I think he was uh, the leader. Yeah, I think he was too. And that, that just amazes me because, to me, he was always, just give me the ball, I'll do my step back and shoot three, and <laughs> we'll go the other way whether, you, whether, you <laughs> whether mean I the, score You mean not. the traveling move or the step back? <laughs> or is it the same thing? I don't even know. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, don't yeah. get me started on that. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you 100% on this. If that's not a travel, I don't know what is. No, I, I agree. It, it, but, there, but there's so much anymore. And, and uh, I think the thing that frustrates me even more than the step back is the Euro step. But Yeah. <laughs> Buzz, do you go to Thunder? Will you go to Thunder this weekend? Or, or have you been to Thunder? I went to Thunder when my daughter was very young, and I had – a little bit of an in when I was working for one of the local beverage companies. I knew the folks who actually uh, the Savory family. I know you know them, and uh, I do. Uh, could could get uh, stuff at the Chow Wagon and get to their employee bathrooms and stuff like that. So it made it very nice for us. But yeah, I have been. I really enjoy the air show. I, you know, Thunderbirds or Blue Angels were going to be there. I'd be down there. But I I'm do too. I, I like going to the Bats yeah. game and sitting through the air show. But then I go home. I have no desire to go to Thunder. It's too crowded. Well, yeah, I will say this though: you need you need to uh, get down close to the Clark Memorial Bridge, not the Second Street Bridge. It's the Clark Memorial Bridge. Just read the name on the uh, side. Okay. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and. and and just watch it from there and just feel the ground shake and, and the vibrations all around. And, and it gives you a little bit different perspective. All right, buddy. I, I will take your word for it. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to listen to you, but I'll take your word for it. Thanks, man. Have a good weekend. Yep. You do the same, John. Thanks, buddy. All right. Western Conference last night. Golden State beat Sacramento 114-97. I think Scooter was the one that said, Hammer the Warriors. I did. Is that right? I did. That was an easy one. That was they an easy one. They were up 12 at halftime. Um, over-under was 240. It didn't come close to the over in that game. Sacramento now still leads the series two games to one. Curry, 36. He was vintage Steph last night. Kevon Looney. Here's a line you don't see very much. Four points, 20 rebounds, nine assists. <laughs> 
I'm like, that's a crazy stat line. That is a crazy stat line. 20 and 9. Andrew Wiggins added 20. Clay had double figures. Um, is it fair to say they were better without Draymond Green? Now, you're at home. You're motivated. You're down two games to none. I'm sure the Draymond stuff came up. Hey, we got to pull together, win this game. Looney. Uh, Kaminga, you got to do some Draymond things tonight that he usually does because he's not in the lineup. I get all that. But at some point, Steve Kerr and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson got to say, man, you're not the same Draymond you were back when we were winning titles. Just knock this stuff off. You know, I was hesitant to bring it up yesterday, but it did almost feel like an addition by subtraction situation for the Warriors. He'll be back in uh, game four, which is Sunday, 3.30 on ABC, Golden State seven and a half in that game. Mm, that's too. You could have got a great number when Sacramento's up 2-0 on Golden State to win this series. Now they're probably going to have to win a game seven on the road in Sacramento, and they haven't been a good road team. But this is a team of veteran champions against a team that hasn't been in a game seven before. That I mean, the Kings haven't been in the in the playoffs in seventeen years. And they got a bunch of young guys that are have not been there. And I I would say if this gets to a game seven in Sacramento, what's the word you use? Hammer. Hammer. Hammer the Warriors. Because they're gonna be they're probably gonna be favored. Who who's favored in game seven in Sacramento? I would say Sacramento. I think Warriors would be a slight favorite. I, I could see it being Pickham. Yeah. But seven and a half on Sunday. Seven too and a half many. on Sunday. That's too many. In in uh, Oakland though. Or San San Francisco, where they play. Um, Also last night, Phoenix beat the Clippers uh, 129-124. I feel bad for Ty Lue. Here's here's what I don't understand. Phoenix leads the series two games one. Here's what I don't understand. Kawhi Leonard played unbelievable in game one. And game two, for that matter. He was great. He He was the reason you watch Kawhi Leonard. Man, this guy's unbelievable. He... He hurt his knee in game one, a Clippers win on the road. The same knee that was reconstructed, ACL reconstruction, but not the same injury, all right? I don't know if he banged his knee on somebody. I don't know if he tweaked it. I don't know what happened. But he hurt his knee in game one. Why wouldn't you sit him out in game two in Phoenix and try to get him ready for game three back at home? You're probably going to lose game two anyway. Phoenix is desperate. They're at home. They, they're down 1-0. they got to get a win. They've lost home court advantage in the series. Why play him in game two if he injured it in game one, which is what the Clippers have told us, and try to get him ready for game three? Instead, you play him in game two, you lose game two, now he's got to sit out a home game in game three, you don't have Paul George either. Recipe for disaster. I, I mean, it, for me, it has to be one of those situations where even if Kawhi is at 70% health versus 100, he still gives you a better chance to try to win that game and go up 2-0. And if you're up 2-0 in a series, not very often you're going to lose that series. Since Kawhi Leonard has been with the Clippers, but you're not going to win game two is my point. But you they, have a much better chance to win game three. They have a much, much, be- better much better chance to win game two with Kawhi. And they lost, and then Kawhi didn't play yeah. game three. That's my point. Yeah. No, I got you. 
I, you have a much better chance to win game three with Kawhi than game two with Kawhi, in my opinion, because you're at home. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. But, here's, I mean, the chance the to go up 2-0 is huge. Since he's been with the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard has played 161 games. He has missed 169. Holy smokes. Think about that. They missed a whole season with the ACL. I get that. But that's incredible. And you're paying this guy a lot of money, and he's playing less than half of the games. And when he plays, he's a Hall of Famer. The game one performance against Phoenix, if you watched it, was incredible. Devin Booker last night, 45? Not bad. Yikes. He's thrown up 38 and 45 in the last two games. And I don't have him starting on my all-Kentucky team. It's crazy. (laughs) No, I do. I'm just – I didn't originally. I forgot about it. Uh, Kevin Durant, 28 last night. Uh, DeAndre Ayton had a double-double, 12 and 11. Norman Powell had 42. For the Clippers. What? Yeah. Yeah. General no- Norman Powell. Oh, that's Colin Powell. Norman Powell had 42 <laughs> for the Clippers last night. Russell Westbrook, 30 points, 8 rebounds, 12 assists. He was great. But you don't have Paul George. You don't have Kawhi Leonard. I don't care where you're playing. You're not beating Durant and Booker and Aiton and Paul uh, with those guys sitting out. Game four Saturday at 3.30 TNT. By the way, that spread went from 3 to 8. We found out about three hours before game time last night that Kawhi Leonard was not going to play. And I got it at three. So did, I think you got three and a half. Three and right? a half, yeah. It went to eight. And the, the final spread on the game was five, 129-124. <laughs> you could have hit the middle. could have hit the middle. Uh, Phoenix is five a five-point favorite in L.A. for game four on Saturday. Tonight, uh, three games, and I'm not interested. I'm not. Boston, Atlanta, the Celtics have a 2-0 lead. They're a five-point favorite on the road on ESPN 7 o'clock. I'm going to take the Hawks here and the five points. Desperation, they're at home. Give me the Hawks. Disagree? Uh, I took Boston money line, so not necessarily. 8-30, Cleveland and the Knicks. <laughs> that series is one all. Mm-hmm. Knicks have home court advantage now. They're back in Madison Square Garden. The place will be rocking. ABC tonight. Knicks are one and a half at home. Who you got? I've got Cleveland. I'll take them plus money all day. I got the Knicks tonight. I still think Cleveland wins this series, but I got the Knicks tonight. Home playoff opener in Madison Square Garden. That's it. 930 Denver, Minnesota. Denver's got a 2-0 lead in the series. ESPN. Do you know the number on this game? Was it seven and a half? Two and a oh, half. Oh, yeah, two and a half. Yeah, that's weird. Why? Denver's two and a half. Vegas knows something. Vegas is wrong this time. I'm taking Minnesota because of Vegas. I'm not. I'm thinking. I know. I'm thinking sounds Ve- crazy. Vegas is wrong. I'm taking Denver. I'm going to take Minnesota. So I'm taking uh, all three home teams tonight. Atlanta, New York, and uh, Minnesota. Very vanilla. Yeah, well, what do you expect out of me? <laughs> By the way, umbrellas are allowed tonight uh, in L&N Cardinal Stadium. Come on. L&N FCU Cardinal Stadium. So, 7 o'clock, spring game, the first chance to see Jeff Brom's team as a fan. Uh, come out and support the Cards. I'm probably going to be there. Now that I know I can take an umbrella. Oh, it changes everything? Oh, if I can stand on the sidelines with an umbrella, I'm, I'm in heaven. I need a big umbrella, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big dude. Big dude needs a big umbrella. Uh, it's been fun. I guess I'll be back Monday. Who knows? You'll be here. Enjoy your weekend. 
Beers on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Apple.